Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Hey, hey, welcome back, Fritchie. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. We swapped out uh, Fritch <laughs> for Jen. Or no, yes. we swapped out Jen for Fritch. Jen is off and now Fritch is back. Yes, it's I'm back. summer, everybody. So is she... Is she out the whole week or is she just, just out a couple days? Today and tomorrow, I think. Yes. Oh. I didn't even, I forgot she wasn't here. I was so distracted by, with my own crap, you <laughs> yeah. know, in true fashion. Oh, there's other people that work here besides me? What? Yeah, right? It's I weird. I, I forgot. Totally forgot about that. Well, when you were off for a week, there's a lot to catch up on. I know. That inbox is a total it, bleep show. It was, and that's the thing. <laughs> it was so, this morning, I'm just like, delete, delete. So what's going on? Delete. It feels like I'm on my family group chat that I have silenced, and yeah. then I have to call my mom and be like, so what's going on? Do I need to be concerned about this? Yeah, no, and, and the last thing we want to do is bug you, oh, you know, yeah. when you're on vacation with, with stupid stuff. So Yeah, so we just email. Part of that is <laughs> you know, just send her an email she won't see. That'd be great. Uh, hey, we got a bunch of stuff to get you caught up on, though, this morning. Uh, Maury Povich, no joke, is launching his own paternity test co- company. Well, if <laughs> there's should. anybody that can make it, it's going to have to be Maury, that's right? A, that's a perfect perfect idea. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, and speaking of kids, not all of Nick Cannon's kids know about each other. Mm. Yet, yet, operative word there is yet. And Vanna White looking for a huge raise to stick with Wheel of Fortune. Bunch of stuff, random stuff to get you caught up on. The first e-news of the day as we take a look at all things pop culture. Coming up next, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. We'll get to that story here in a minute. But first, let's begin the Sour News with Vanna White this morning. Yes, Vanna White. She said she wants to stay at Wheel of Fortune after Pat Sajak leaves, but only if they decide to pay her. Oh. So Pat Sajak is retiring. This is his final season, and That's she wants funny. a lot of money. Sources, and why not? I, mean, I know. She's an intricate part of that show. I mean, is there anybody else that's ever done the letter flipping besides Vanna? Not well, that I even know of. You know, Tim, Tim and I both had the same thought. When Pat Sajak leaves, that's going to free up some serious money. Yeah, for sure. Well, right now, Vanna White, uh, Vanna White only makes about $3 million a year. Is that all? But Pat makes five times as that much. Wow. I mean, $15 mil a year. So 
does that mean that he's five times more valuable to the show than she is? I don't know. Do you think he is? Well, I mean, I don't know if they should I be mean, paid Her equally. standing up by those letters is, I mean, that's pretty emblematic of the show, isn't it? Yeah, but I would say that he has way, like, a bigger role and more interaction with the people. He's got to be quick-witted. I mean, she doesn't really talk okay. a ton. I mean, maybe he should make a maybe little to a bit point. more, but not, like, a, not five times as much. Also, probably think back through the years when they first initially decided to do this show. They maybe they they didn't expect the letter flipper to become its own personality, so iconic, so part of the show. You know, right? Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying too. I mean, she is a personality. She's part of the show's look, part of the feel. She's a big appeal for people because she is just absolutely gorgeous. You know, she does have a little bit of enthusiasm and a little bit silly at times when she, you know, kind of goes back and forth with Pat. Yeah, she kind of bounces it out a little bit. I just wonder how long of a deal they'll be able to sign her to. You know, like if she, it's like, for example, if they get Mario Lopez to be the next host of Wheel of Fortune. Right. Like how long do does he get a deal for and how long are they going to keep Vanna or do they just right. want all new blood? Well, I think that for continuity's sake, you know, I'm I'm kind of of the belief that at least as far as that show is concerned, it'd be good to have some continuity. So I would try to retain her mm-hmm. and I would sign her for maybe three years. Let's just see how it goes. I mean, who knows where she wants to be in three years? So that might even be a stretch. We know she wants to stay at least a year, maybe two. See if she's open to three. Yeah. I wouldn't make a deal longer than that because, you know, a lot can happen between now and then. Let's make sure that, you know, there's really good, strong chemistry between her and Mario. Although I think Mario can work with anybody. I do too. Mm-hmm. I think he's very, like, safe for that show. You know, but, uh, yeah, good for her. I mean, she should ask for a raise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I don't know if, like, you pay her as much as the host or almost as much, but I wonder if she got what's mad fair. and how she found out. Like, did she know all along that he was making five times or was that something that Yeah, came who's spreading out? that rumor? Well, around? see, and that's what I'm wondering. Like, <laughs> is that something that came out when he was like, I'm retiring, and then all of these journalists started digging into how much does he make? Yeah. And then she was like, you're doing what? Who spilled? Right. Who talked? I want him fired. Let's take, <laughs> let's take a quick break on that. Yeah, coming up, we got Maury Povich and the rest of the day's news coming up straight ahead. But first, to check the roads. Denise Johnson has your latest traffic. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So Maury Povich has been keeping busy since his retirement. Wait, he's not on anymore? No. How long no, he left he a year retired? ago, I want to say. But they're still showing old ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he retired from his talk show last year. And now he is launching an at-home DNA paternity test company. This is a perfect match for him. I didn't even know you could do that at home. You know, I thought you had to, like, you know, go to some kind of science lab or something. Like, I think you can order certain tests online, though, Jeff. Like, you can 
like, you know, you can go to Amazon and buy a test for your, to see what blood type you have mm-hmm. or to see, you know, what your metabolism is. I wasn't aware DNA was one of them, but there are certain things. Yeah. And it's, you know what it's called? It's called the results are in. <laughs> it's a like, his, like his catchphrase. Yeah. You are not the <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew I wasn't. It comes in that fancy envelope. <laughs> oh, yeah. That does the, yes, that's the thing. That he needs to sell an envelope with the DNA test. So what do you do? Like cheek swab and send it send it in? Yeah, I guess. I, like, I don't really how know how it works. Home? Yeah. Uh, I just know that he's now associated with it. I, I, I assume he has some kind of ownership interest in it. Let's see what he says. He says, I've been around paternity testing for more than 20 years. So I know exactly what's going on and how we can help those people who are looking for fathers and fathers who are looking for children. Fathers who don't think they're the fathers and fathers who think they're the fathers. I've seen firsthand how DNA can change lives and bring people together. You are the father. Whoa, what? (laughs) I like that he put a positive spin on that. DNA, like bringing people together, because yeah. it often felt like a lot of times when people were not the father, it was very yeah. uh, divisive, to say the least. Well, yeah. that cuts both ways. Yes. He said, we're making this test easier and more affordable than ever before. Yeah, and definitely more accessible. His show didn't start out as like DNA tests, though, wasn't he? Didn't he do more serious stuff? He did regular topics. Evolved? Yeah. Uh, I attended, that's another show that I attended as a studio audience member one time. Yeah, the studio was in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan, and uh, I I think he shared it with Montel Jordan, like they were both in the same building. That's hilarious. And it was just really easy to get free tickets to these things. Were you the father ever? No, I mean, he wasn't even doing (laughs) paternity testing yet. He was just doing like a regular talk show about, I don't even remember what the issue was. I was going to say, do you even remember what you saw? No. Oh, that's funny. But over time, like Jerry, you know, he started getting a little more edgy. Yeah. And that just seemed to be his niche. Like, that, that, the first time he did a, uh, like a paternity dispute type show and they actually did a paternity it was like one of the biggest ratings they had ever oh. had and they said oh we should do that again and they just let's do it every friday right let's do it every day every other day <laughs> and now it's every day yeah, yeah. that's interesting yeah, isn't that crazy yeah well speaking of fathers nick cannon is the father he has so many kids but the interesting thing is is that these kids don't all know about each other yeah so- i was just gonna say it's not like these kids are hanging out are they with all these well, moms? I th- so i feel like that's something that i feel like they do well, i mean of course some of them are small younger but i feel like they have to know about each other because some of the women like live together mm-hmm. like the women are together yeah, so, I think there's I don't a know. there's a there's a group that are like sister wiving, yeah, and then there's and a, then, there then there's others. some others that are not. Yeah. Wow. He is saying though, this is so interesting. He says that he actually would love for all of his kids to come together. He's like, you know what? They're all canons, and at some point, they'll probably all go to the same school. So mm. why not introduce them to each other? But I guess he's trying to really respect the baby mamas in this situation because they have the jurisdiction on the kids. He's not in charge of any of them what do you mean like they all have full custody yeah i believe so no so i guess he but he's supporting them all right well financially that's that's the thing though i think he supports some of them 
I'm not exactly sure, but I was watching Selling Sunset, and Brie is yeah. one of the women on Selling Sunset that has a baby with Nick Cannon. And she talked on the show one time about how, I guess, if you are a father and you have 10 or more children, you don't have to pay uh, child support to them anymore. You max out at you, 10? Well, they, because I think they think that you can't afford it or something like that. I don't know. Oh. So, I mean, but some of the moms, I mean, Mariah Carey is mom is one of the moms to his 12-year-old twins. And he said he does feel like the twins, of course, know about the other kids because they're 12 and he just they said, can he look just, it up. He just needs to have, it's time for the annual, the yes. annual meet your siblings picnic <laughs> with yeah. dad Nick Cannon. And, and they just, they, they rent out uh, the Blue Ash Park uh, <laughs> Pavilion over there, Pavilion the B. Yeah, and you just walk through the trail, and uh, are you my, are you one of my siblings? Are you one of my siblings? Yeah. Well, let's ask right. Uncle Maury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Carey does her at-home DNA test. Yeah. You are the father. Yeah, so he has the twins with Mariah, and he feels like they do know about it because, I mean, obviously, they have the opportunity to Google. And then he also has a six-year-old son who says that he feels like he has kind of figured it out but doesn't know about all of the other siblings. Oh, wow. I mean, could you imagine? I would have been so curious. Like, I, you know, I didn't know my biological father that well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, when I realized that my stepfather was not my real father, uh, the the curiosity was just, I mean, it it drives you crazy as a kid because you just start pelting your mother with all these questions and Mm -hmm. she does her best to answer them. But sometimes you just got to ask your bio dad. You yeah, know, well, that's stuff. what I wanted to do, but it was just a matter of, like, getting us in touch. And, you know, he wasn't, at the time, the most reliable guy in the world. So mm-hmm. she was hesitant to give me too much information because she didn't want me to be disappointed. But, you know, as I got older, she started doling out more and more details. And then eventually we did meet and, you know, we got to hang out once or twice. But, but yeah, what a position to be in. Yeah, but you also found out years later that he had a daughter that he didn't even know about. Right? Yeah, long after he had died. Right. Yeah. Which is also interesting. Yeah, it is fascinating, man. Yeah, where would we be without Maury Povich? The DNA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actor John Goodman is going on the record about Roseanne. Roseanne Barr. John Goodman uh, does not regret defending Roseanne after her racist tweet got her fired from her show. He said, I, I felt bad for her. And then, yeah, I, I just feel terrible about the whole thing. You know, we, uh, he said, we had a great time and I love her. She's just her own person. He says, uh, he said, I know for a fact that she's not racist, but would he work with her again was the question. And the answer wasn't no. He said, if she'd like to. I, I just don't know. I, I miss her. I, I wish her well. So he, he wouldn't fully commit. Um, but at the same time, Roseanne doesn't seem particularly happy with any of her co-stars who transitioned to the Connors without her. So oh, maybe, yeah, because maybe, they carried that show on after the her whole thing happened. They, right. And yeah. it continued to do well. It did without her. Because yeah. they killed her off, didn't they? Didn't they she did. have a heart attack on the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it a heart attack or was it, it was a drug overdose? It was something, something yeah. yeah. I can't remember. They, they wrote her out. Yeah. Yeah, she's done She there. ain't coming back on that show. Mm-mm. But maybe she'll soften up on John after she hears this. I, I, I don't really know 
what the status of that relationship is these days. All right. In other E! News, we found out over the weekend that Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are going to have a baby boy. I know you guys talked about her being pregnant mm-hmm. last week. So they kind of revealed on their Instagram that they're going to have a son. And then, Jeff, you might be excited about this. John Hamm married his Mad Men co-star, uh, Anna Ocelio. They got married over the weekend in a very cool Mad Men-style wedding. Yeah, I heard the location, like where they got married is where they shot the final episode of Mad Men. Yes, and it was all kind of like Mad Men inspired, like very classic tuxedo. She looked very, I'll put pictures up. I was looking at it this morning from People Magazine. Did Trudy make a bunt? I, she probably did. <laughs> that was their wedding cake. They just sliced on into the bunt. I'll make a bunt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I was kind of surprised when I heard he had gotten married. I, For some reason, there was just something about that guy that I always thought he would just be perpetually single, single. you know? Yeah, like you felt like he was with his true co-star. Yeah, but we all thought that about George Clooney, and then look, he tied the knot. So. Yeah, I know. But it's so cool that they got married, Mad Men style. Yeah, that is cool. Really cool. Good for him. And then, Yeah, and I heard John Slattery was there, too. His buddy John Slattery, oh, who yeah, yeah. was his co-star on Mad Men. Yes. And uh, who I also think is, what, what is he's directing something he's in. They're, they were just doing a press circuit together, and I can't remember what it was for. Yeah, they, they obviously were, get along really well because yes. they're working together. They're again. Doing, yep, they are. They're doing some show together, and I can't remember what it was for. But I just remember how hot he was in Top Gun. Because he was like kind of oh, like. John Hamm. Yeah, because yeah. he was kind of like the bad boy. Not the bad boy, but like the mean guy. Right. And he did such a great job having like a crap attitude. By the way, you mentioned Top Gun and how Tom Cruise just dominated the box office last summer. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's going to dominate the box office again this summer with MI7, with mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 7. They're, all the reviews are embargoed officially still, but evidently everybody that's talking about it is saying that this truly is like who would have thought it would be possible for them to outdo themselves and they say this absolutely raises the bar. Like, it's so good. And they said it's two and a half hours and it goes so fast it doesn't even feel it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is this the one they shot during COVID, though, right? Was right. Was this the one that came? So they were the first people that came back during COVID. Yeah, remember he yelled, though? This is where Tom yeah. yelled at those people. He lost his bleep on the yeah. set one time so because of COVID protocols. He ran a very strict set. Yeah. This is definitely, you want to see this in theaters kind of thing, though, too, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. For the sound. But, I mean, everybody who's talking about it formally, you know, they're not officially going on the record. But I guess the, uh, yeah, the critics are, like, privately saying this is really good. Mm, cool. So, he may, it looks like he's going to dominate two summers in a row. Uh, meanwhile, Ed Sheeran made sure his fans did not miss out on an opening act on Saturday in Maryland when his opener, Khalid, got into a car accident. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess he's fine, but he... he couldn't make it for that show. And so now there's no opening act. What do you do in that situation? Well, Ed surprised fans with the 30-minute acoustic set of songs from his latest album, Subtract. Oh, that's awesome. He said, uh, Khalid is recovering, and we wish him the best. Usually when I start playing, it's like pitch black, and now I get to see everyone. (laughs) (laughs) The lights are on. Could you imagine if you didn't get there early and you missed out on that? Oh, yeah. And he said, you know, this is pretty fun. I kind of feel like when you're the main act, you know, there's a bunch of pressure because people have paid to see you. But I feel like when you're the opening act, you're like, all right, yeah, let's just have some fun. Let's just play some songs. Yeah. (laughs) I think 
I went to an Ed Sheeran concert once where he came out with the opening band, performed a song, and then left. Mm. Like at Riverbend one time. Okay. I can't remember who it was, but it was like everybody was freaking out because they were all kind of filtering into the pavilion area. Oh, and they funny. were like, he's out there. Well, Khalid will hopefully be back for their next show on Saturday in Boston. While Taylor Swift will be here in Cincinnati. I know. Are you guys getting excited about Woo. this? I know you guys have been doing Q Clue and all kinds of stuff. And, and then tomorrow we'll have more tickets. Uh, Roy is going to be at, and I'll prob- oh, I yeah. think I'm going to go to, we'll be at the Cleves and Skyline with another pair of tickets if oh you make gosh, a donation for, uh, for animal care in Cincinnati. Yeah, mm-hmm. meanwhile, the mystery of Taylor Swift's cat continues with Chapter 6, which drops at 740. Make sure you're listening. Pay attention to the details because we're going to ask you a question as soon as it airs. And if you're the right caller and you answer correctly, uh, you're one step closer to winning four tickets to see Taylor Swift live, Paycor, Saturday, July 1st. That is your latest D-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, three headlines, two fake, one real. Guess the real headline. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Coney Island's Balloon Glow, 53rd Annual Balloon Glow. Yeah, which is happening Monday, July 3rd. So we'll get to that here shortly. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Eve. How you doing? Not bad. Yourself? <laughs> Not bad. Excellent. All right, Steve, it's time for Fake or for Real. We've got three headlines, two fake, one real. You get the real headline. You're going to go to Coney Island for the balloon glow. All right? All right, sounds good. All right, is the real headline A, a tourist was caught carving his girlfriend's name into the Rome Coliseum. Is it B, a man is arrested for selling fake merch and impersonating Taylor Swift? Or is it C, a woman is arrested for stalking after she repeatedly drives around her ex-boyfriend's house blaring bad blood? I'm going to say B. It's not impersonating Taylor Swift. It's actually A. Yeah, tourist was caught carving his girlfriend's name into Rome's Colosseum. You know, as a tourist, you're supposed to be very respectful of the country that is hosting you. And if that's too hard... Try not to be a total idiot, especially if you're American. Uh, There's footage of a guy, I guess, who looks like he's in his 20s carving his girlfriend's name into a wall of the Colosseum in Rome, like the Colosseum, which was built over 2,000 years ago. That's insane. He's writing on a brick like it's a tree in his backyard. The person filming him confronts him, but the the vandal just smiles and continues carving. His girlfriend, Haley, apparently, is there with him, and she doesn't have any reaction. So the guy who filmed it said he reported it to the staff. They called police, but he did note they didn't seem overly upset about it for some reason. You know, that's probably not the first time that's happened. Yeah. 
And those things tend to fade away over time, I suppose, like anything else. Yet the Coliseum still stands. No word on who the guy is. Some people are speculating that he is American, although there is no proof of that. Oh, no. Um, One of ours. Haley tends to be an American name, but. That's crazy, though. I can't believe people think that they can do that and get away with it. Regardless of who it is, it uh, is unclear whether or not they have any security footage, although people have been arrested in the past for defacing historic artifacts in Rome, including the Colosseum, but. I feel like anytime I watch one of those movies about someone being arrested in Italy, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't be doing anything bad over there. Yeah, no way. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There's like all those different stories that have been turned into mini movies. Yes. People throwing stuff in fountains, people getting naked and running through downtown. What does Italy have a reputation for arresting people? Well, I think that like the for, girl that was over there, what was the Well, Amanda were, Knox. Yeah. I mean, that was I feel there like were, that's the reputation. Yeah. There are two or three of those stories that all came out year after year for a while there. Just made me think I'd be very I mean, I wouldn't do that in the first place, but <laughs> be careful. Okay. Pay attention to your it's crimes. It's not the United States of America. You do not have the same protections. I just don't understand why people would think they could carve anything into the Coliseum. Like, what? People are. Well, it reminds me of the. See, it's totally different. I mean, from country to country, depending on you know their level of enforcement and how serious they take these things. Mm-hmm. But I was reminded of the kid who was in Singapore. Oh yeah. And what did he do? He he took a poster down, right? Isn't that what he did? Or he hung a poster up or something like that? Uh, no, I feel the like The guy he, that was caned? Yeah, the guy who was caned, he vandalized something. And I, I remember, like, you know, American diplomats tried to get involved, saying that that was cruel and unusual punishment. Um, and he, and he, he admitted that he committed the crime, but... It was theft and vandalism. Theft and vandalism. Yes, and they caned him six times. Right. Which, you know, is pretty brutal compared to how our justice system functions, but uh, despite attempting to intervene, I don't think they were able to, I think. They yeah. said, hey, you know, he's on our soil, and this is the rules, and everybody around here plays by the rules, and we're hosting you, and that's the least you can do when you yeah. travel to our country. But uh, I've been to Italy twice, and I don't know. The cops, they, they don't seem any different there than they are here. They seem... <laughs> I don't know. I watch a lot of... They seem up. just as busy... I watch Locked Up Abroad pretty often, and I never want to be in any, I don't want to be in prison, period, but any international prison, absolutely not. Yeah. Just in general. Well, I told you I got that parking ticket. Yes. In Amster- from Amsterdam. In the Netherlands? In the Netherlands, and I, I paid it. Well, I, I would too, because you're going to go back over there someday. Well, like, I didn't get the parking ticket. Right. But, I mean, a lot of people were like, well, did you just blow it off? Because I didn't get the ticket till weeks after I got home, but I got it in the mail. Yeah, they they took you the know time they traced to track it back to me, right? Yeah, I'm not. And they said, "Oh, you're gonna blow it off." I'm like, "No, I'm gonna pay it. I, I want to go back to that country and not have a yeah a larger fine to deal with, or worse, a warrant for my arrest." You take that nonstop to London out of CVG, and you get there, and they won't let you in because you have an outstanding parking ticket Sir? in the Netherlands. Yeah. Sir. The yeah. federalities come up. Ah, uh, Mr. Thomas, yeah. I'm very happy to see you again. <laughs> Just step right over here. We have some unfinished business. <laughs> so, I know. I'm actually going. I'm leaving for Amsterdam uh, in, what, less than two weeks? I was going to say two weeks. I'm right? flying back to Amsterdam. Well, I'm glad you took care of that ticket. I know. I better find that canceled check just to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do they send you a receipt of payment? You know, I never did get a receipt. Uh-oh.
Sure, I must have a canceled check somewhere. Uh, okay, coming up, we got all kinds of just random stuff in today's news that didn't make the news. How'd you like to be paid $10,000 for be, for walking 10,000 steps in one day? Plus, the 10 best things about being a parent and more coming up as we continue. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. First, to check the roads, we've got Denise Johnson. She's standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, Fritch. Hi, thank you so much. We brought you some gifts, or I think no, we had the gift table set up there in the back. I'll open them up in just a touch. Is that what Grover just brought you, or is he returning no, uh, something? No, I made a lasagna for Grover's oh. family. They had a death in the family, and you know, I didn't really know what to do, so I made a lasagna. That's perfect. <laughs> He's just returning the pie. That's a, that is exactly what you do when you don't know what to do. Yeah, I made food. There's your answer. That's yeah, great. so they brought back the dishes. Good for you. It is Monday, the 26th of June of 2023. We're Jeff and Jen. Jen is off today and tomorrow. She'll be back on Wednesday. Here is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, I woke up this morning at 4.03. My alarm is set to go off at 4.15. And it's typical for me, usually. Now, I say that, and this is going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to sleep through the alarm and start rolling in at like 6.20. But typically, on a normal average every day yeah i tend to wake up a little before before the, the alarm, alarm goes, goes off. off see i do as well but i am always like if the alarm is set for 345 it'll be like 322 yeah or something very random where i'm like okay i got 14 more minutes or <laughs> right. something like that and trust me i lay there for the full 14 yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. in the off chance i fall back to sleep but i never do uh, but 28% of us actually wake up before our alarm. Um, another 13% never even use an alarm. I don't know how people do that. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, don't you feel like you would wake up? But I feel like I would be waking up all night long if I didn't set an alarm. Uh, when I used to do afternoons, I did not set an alarm. Yeah, but you didn't have anywhere to be. Right, not until that later. Right, but I'm just saying that at that portion of my life, I didn't have an alarm, and I, I didn't would, either. I would, God would wake me up about Naturally. eight forty-five to <laughs> nine fifteen. That Same. was my window of waking up, nine oh o'clock or so. Yeah. Don't you feel like half the day is gone if you're not up by nine a.m. now because you've been doing mornings for so long? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, and it, it's hard. I mean, I know you have to get up earlier because you have a kid. I mean, not really. So like, you don't really get to sleep in on the weekends. Yeah. Like now on the weekends, we're getting up because we have our new puppy. And so we have to get her up and get her out and moving around. Right. But I, but also, I don't know if I could sleep past seven. Yeah, it's hard for me to. Plus, I don't want to get out of my sleep pattern, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another 13%. Yeah, we never use an alarm. So 41% of us either don't need them or mainly just use them as a fail safe. Overall, 29% said they usually get up right when their alarm goes off. See, I have to because I don't want that thing going off more than once. Yeah, because it'll wake up your wife. Right. And typically, she can usually sleep through the first one, but I feel like if it keeps going off, that's just... Yeah, it's just not nice. I'm pushing my luck. And then there is 11% of us who always hit snooze at least once. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I also, so I have like the alarm and then I'll snooze the alarm and then the backup alarm goes off 30 minutes later. That's and just like that the doesn't whole, wake Scott up. Uh, 
Yeah, sometimes. I think it probably does. But he's so good about being able to go right back to bed. Yeah. I'm not. I listen to the news while I'm waking up. And then I have a 5 o'clock beep and a 5.15 beep, and I shut them both off, and I still lay there, lay there and roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> there is no third emergency anything. Oh, yeah. So do you hit <laughs> snooze then on the 5.15? Nope. nope, no snooze. Just shut it off. All right, here's a question turning our attention now to sexy. Guys, have you ever caught yourself staring at the mirror? Looking at yourself, debating how many shirt buttons should you unbutton before going out? <laughs> no. Should I turn up the sexy? In a new poll by the Wall Street Journal, 40% of people say it is sexiest when men unbutton the top two buttons of their shirt. What do you have, Jeff? Just one. Just the one. But he's not, he's not, you're not going out right now. Well, no. is that your morning? And so for the morning, you only do one button. And if you hit 3 p.m., you hit the second button for gets happy a, hour? Get to happy hour, you pull another one open. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been out with me for happy hour. Yeah. Still just one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I think for women, too, though, I mean, I think it's one thing. Like, we are very similar to Jeff. Like, if we have a button-up top on, if it's during the day, we'll button it up, let a little more. Cleave out it. I have some sort of sensory thing with that collar on my neck. Yeah, I don't me know. Too. I don't know what it is. I'm the same way. So, like, if I do wear one, and I'm, it's going out happy hour style for whatever reason, I will do two. Oh, You'll you do will two. do two. I will do oh. two just because I don't. I want it off my neck. You don't want it's it not to a be. visual thing. It's a. It's just comfortable it's a te- for you. It's a feel oh. thing. Yeah. What about people that unbutton to like four or five buttons? Let the chest hair just like, flow just out. Kind of let their man explode. I don't know. I guess I would ask you that question. What do you think? I think sometimes it looks really good on people. I think people, that's though. hot. I I'm mean, sometimes, buttoning yeah. Buttoning it down four or five buttons. Mm-hmm. I'm about 40 pounds overweight for me to do that. <laughs> you you want to see that chest hair sprouting out? Well, what if they don't have chest hair? I do like seeing like a nice physique up top. Yeah. But is that with or without chest hair? Usually without for me, but I don't know. If it's explode, like if it's maintained chest hair, I'm okay. If you have an entire animal on there maybe it's something we could talk about (laughs) just keeping it maintained in a new poll by the wall street journal 40 percent of people say it is sexiest when men unbutton the top two buttons of their shirt 38 percent of people say one top button undone is the sexiest and 12 percent actually say no buttons undone is sexiest not on this human body. Yeah, no. There's no way. Plus, I feel like you look very stuffy. Like, it has to hurt. Do you ever, like, take a balloon and squeeze one end of it and all the air goes up to the top part? Yeah. That's what I look like with a buttoned <laughs> shirt on. Is that why you don't really wear them that often? Because yes. you don't really have that many button-up I shirts. hate them. Yeah. Absolutely. Jeff does. He's a big fan of the button-up. Big fan of the button-up. You look and, good in them. Among only, among men only, thank you. Uh, the most popular answer for men was just one button. So it is women who are pushing the unbuttoning, not men. Mm. Isn't that interesting? It sure is. Uh, a couple other things. Only 22% of people think men over 50 look sexy in sneakers. 72% said Birkenstock sandals are not sexy, no matter what your age is. <laughs> I'm not worried. <laughs> only 3% of people answered 
ankles. That's Tim's go-to footwear. That's why you said he wasn't Or the sexiest <laughs> body part that a man can reveal. Jeff, do you ever wear sandals? You typically are not a dude. So you have like your no. boots that you wear every day. Yeah. And then you have some tennies probably for working out or very cash. Right. Like do, what kind of summer shoes do you wear? If I'm at the lake, then like I, you know. Like boots or boat shoes, berries? Uh, I do have those. And I have like water shoes for like when I'm on the beach or. Yeah, but that's like, not like, like, what if you want to go, like, drink on a patio outside? Will you still wear your boots? No, no, no. What do you wear with shorts? I, I have, Loafers? well, they're not water. No, I'm trying to explain. They're like sandals, but they they have, like, these laces, sort of, but you can wear them in water. Oh. Have you seen them? You know mm. what I'm talking about? No. Kind of. Uh, I've got them. I'll show them to you, but. Are they made by Morel? I don't know. <laughs> I, and the funny thing is, I probably have three or four pairs of them. Like, I got one at the lake. I got one down here. I probably have another one stuffed in a closet somewhere because I forgot to take them to the lake, so I had to buy another pair. So now I have more pair. pairs than I need. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, okay, so there were the water shoes that are kind of, like, foamy. They just sort of slip on. But then there's others that are, they are sandals, but they kind of strap you in. Like, they're sort of Velcro, but they have these laces, and you... It's I, like when you're a kid I, I and you can't. Velcro over, kind of. No, they have like they've <laughs> got these. Asked. They've got these elastic laces that okay. tighten them up a little bit. Well, because I'm sure someone listening knows what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. Well, because I know like usually dudes are kind of weird about summer footwear. Like my man only will wear like he'll wear Hey Dudes every now and then. Like if he has to not wear Reef. Yeah. sandals just, or something like I that. I just bought these this weekend. You're oh yeah. See that's like a. Little classic like canvas. A, yeah. See, I wear those like around the house. I've yeah. got those. And that's what I wear around the house is shoes like what he's got. I've got a pair of Skechers that are really comfortable and they're super cushy. But yeah, you pretty much only see me in the boots, though. That's it, ever. Yeah, yeah. my Doc Martens. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I don't care what you wear. I just don't like sandals. Because I just think men's feet, generally speaking, are gross. Yeah, especially if you don't maintain, like, your toenails and stuff. I think that's just, it's hard to look at I mean, sometimes. it's not true across the board. I'm sure there are exceptions mm-hmm. to the rule, but. I have seen more and more most men. Most guys' feet are gross. Like, I get my nails done every other week because um, I have acrylics. And I've seen more and more men in there taking care of their feet, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I actually got a couple guy friends. I've been invited. I haven't had a chance to go, but uh, they invited me to a. Um, like, like a, a pedicure, like, you know, three guys getting together, drinking beers and like getting pedicure pedicures. Like a party? That's yeah. great. You should totally go. I would. I just couldn't go that one oh, time. Oh, man. That's awesome. They do it once in a while. Where do they do that? That's great. Yeah, there's a place in Madeira that they go to. Oh, nice. Live nearby. Uh, let's see. 52% of women are not turned on by men who wear red. The majority of women... A little more than half don't like seeing men in red. On the flip side, black clothes are seen as generally sexy on a man. Hmm. Like a lot of dark colors. I feel like men are always in some sort of blue, navy blue, darker colors. I just really like blue. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of blue. Yeah. My nieces make fun of me because I have so much blue. (laughs) Yeah, we... (laughs) I was in Boston. I forget why we were shopping in a Nordstrom rack. We were looking for something, and my niece was like, 
Um, I think you should get something in blue. I don't think you have enough in blue. <laughs> and you were like, And I was uh-huh. like, really? Because I, I feel like I have, oh, I get it. You're being sarcastic. <laughs> Got it. Nine News consumer reporter John Matarese is here. He's trying to save you some money. What's going on, John? Oh, I don't know if I can save you money on this one. You know, I always love save, t- giving people tips and say shop this sale. And actually, it's good 4th of July sales coming up this weekend. But I, I don't think I can save you money. There's, on Taylor Swift. There's no way. And I feel like it is just getting crazier by the minute. It is in It is getting right? worse and worse. And I just the other day, and we're working on this story, interviewed a woman who was uh, ripped off, ripped off buying tickets. And this is what's happened. She's on uh, Facebook, and someone contacts her and says, hey, I have to go out of town. I've got two Taylor Swift tickets at face value, two fifty each. Oh, 250 wow. bucks, 500 See, that would be my first alarm. No one is selling anything for face no value. No one is selling it for face So she's like, 250 Especially bucks now. each. That's great. And what she does, it's somebody kind of she knew in her was in her neighborhood network. And so she goes, well, it's in her neighborhood, you know, on Facebook. So uh, she's, how do you want the money? Uh, she says, Venmo me the, the 500 bucks, and I'll transfer you the tickets. So she Venmo's 500 bucks, gets the tickets transferred, and there's screenshots. Oh. You know, in other words, you take a screenshot of your ticket, and then you can sell it to like 100 different people. Wow. And 100 people will all show up at the, at the stadium with the same screenshot. That's why uh, they use those live tickets now that you have to download into your yes, wallet. Yes, you have uh, to add them to your wallet. Right, because you can't just show a screenshot. So many people got ripped off the past five years or so uh, with the screenshot. So she ends up with two tickets screenshotted, and it's like... Well, I'm going to get back to my, my this woman. I'm going to track her down. She sold me bogus tickets. Woman goes, oh, my Facebook page was hacked. Oh, oh. wow. Oh. What a scam. Yeah, so there's so many of them out there. you got to be so careful. We're looking online at uh, StubHub, 333 Seat, Vivid Seats, uh, all the resellers, starting at about thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars Wow, and that's for a horrible seat? That's the upper, like deck. The upper deck. And if you've sat in the upper deck oh, yeah, of Paycor Stadium for a Bengals game, it's like, wow, is that Joe Burrow down there or is that yes. an ant? I mean, okay. you'll be able to see Taylor because they're, she's going to the have big those screen. gigantic... She's, she's, uh, yes. Right, she's on the screen. Her but, stage is like an entire video board. I mean, right. it's everywhere. Right, but the problem is you are way up high for your thirteen dollars or $1,400. Decent seats, you know, kind of halfway down, about $3,000 each. And we're finding people charging 6000 for uh, floor seats. Up so close. who's paying for that? And what happens uh, at the... I like- don't know that people are paying $6,000. Uh, in some cities like Atlanta, somebody was asking like $20,000 as a ticket well maybe maybe atlanta it's you know there's people down there with lots of money or la or something but mm-hmm. I, I don't know anyone around here is going to spend six thousand so what happens on friday let's say you want to go on friday night and what happens on friday if all of a sudden someone is charging six thousand dollars for tickets they're never going to get the money like should we wait until yeah, the show yeah. starts on I would, friday i would almost hope for I, the best? Yeah, I would almost wait till friday afternoon at this point you think you want to go and you're like oh, i'm not paying fifteen hundred bucks I'd wait till Friday at like, you know, noon, 1, 2 p.m. Just keep checking Those back. tickets start to start to come down. They start to cut. You know, suddenly the $1,300 ticket is a is a $700 ticket. Yeah, That's probably still, your best bet. Wow. Bottom line is, would you ever would you ever buy a resale ticket that wasn't on one of those well-known platforms? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, the the StubHub, the 
uh, Vivid Seats, 333 seat locally. Yeah. They all guarantee their tickets. They Outside of that, them. you're rolling the dice. Oh, oh, you, you find a ticket on Facebook Marketplace, I would walk away from it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No guarantee. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say don't waste your money. All right, buddy. Are what are you, you working to on for show? tonight? Am I going to the show? <laughs> I've actually seen Taylor Swift before. <laughs> True story. I've seen her. Uh, so, no, I'm not going tonight. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Sorry. So, what are you working on for tonight? What are you working on to- for, for tonight? You know what I'm saying? WCPO 9. Yeah, get it, get it straight. What uh, are you working are, on for tonight? People are using artificial intelligence to help in their job hunting. It'll yep. fill out resumes for you. It'll write your essay. Is that a good idea? And then it'll replace you. Yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> right, buddy. <laughs> and then I'll replace you. We'll see you. All right, 738, Chapter 6. Speaking of Taylor Swift, Chapter 6. Of our Taylor Swift mystery, the mystery of Taylor Swift's missing cat that'll get you one step closer to winning four tickets. The Saturday show at Paycor Stadium is coming up next. Matthew is in need of a second date update this morning, and we're going to try to help him out. Hi, Matthew. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy to do it. <laughs> Says here you went out with Amanda. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Right. Amanda. So how did you meet? And how'd the first date go? Uh, so we met on Hinge. I mean, you know, the whole dating thing has been, like, super frustrating for me. I don't know what the deal is. You're not alone. I'm just like, You're not alone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just, like, repulsive to women or what. Like, no, I, seem to get I doubt not that, true. honey. You just haven't met the right one. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I like, I've been ghosted a few times, and most of the time I'm like, yeah, whatever, but I really liked this girl. Okay. So uh, she's worth pursuing. Yeah, I thought so. So, yeah, we met on Hinge, and we went out for drinks, and we hung out for like two hours. And then she was supposed to go to this party, so she had to leave. But the, like, the two hours we spent together were like great. She was super cool and easy to talk to. Like, she laughs really easily. And she hung out for a while, two hours. Yeah. I mean, she was, like, flirty, and she seemed into me. Like, she was, like, touchy-feely, and she, you know, she, like, gave all the signals, like, tossing her hair, and I was like, she likes me. But then, I don't know. She was like, I got to go, and she called an Uber. I walked her out to her Uber. Was it abrupt? Yeah. No, it wasn't abrupt. Like she, I, we knew before she made the date. Like she was going to this party, but oh. she could meet me beforehand. So like, I mean, we knew going in. Like she had to leave. I mean, you know, maybe that is just an excuse to. <laughs> so she had an hour. I don't know, but no. But if she hung out for two hours, she obviously wasn't in, yeah. in any hurry to bail. Unless she was just getting yeah. drunk. Was she just getting drunk and didn't have anywhere else to go or anything else to do? So she might as well just stay there, especially if you were paying for everything. Oh. <laughs> No, no. I mean, like, because we, we were, like, talking, and then she was like, no, all right, I really got to go. I really got to go. So okay. she called an Uber, and I walked her to the car. And, I mean, we didn't hug or kiss or anything, but I told her, hey, I'm going to call you. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. So I called her, and I never heard anything back. Mm. Okay. wonder if she met someone at the party. I don't know, maybe. Maybe she went to I the mean, party and got she... pregnant. We don't know. <laughs> What'd you say, Matthew? <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing. I, we, I don't. I don't know. I just said. I don't want. To, I just want to know what happened. I mean, she could have let me know. Right. Yeah. She seemed like yeah. You know, we were going to go out again. Okay. See, it would have been easier if she did leave abruptly. 
like didn't have the party to go to until all of a sudden oh wait i just remembered i have this party to go to i gotta leave then we could maybe pinpoint whatever it was you guys were talking about maybe there was some move or something you said but if if she had this party play if you knew going in that she had a limited amount of time to spend with you before having to go off to this party then it makes it harder to figure out mm-hmm. yeah like i said I've, I've been like doing this dating thing it's frustrating you can tell when it's not going right or when it's just like yeah that's not going to work out or you know whatever it yeah. just didn't seem like that it just seemed like you know she was into me mm-hmm. okay it's worth looking into so We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll call her up, see what her deal is, see what she really thought of you. And, you know, if there's a problem there, hopefully we can get her to talk about it. I mean, it's it's never, this part is never fun, but it could be a growth experience. You never know. Get some closure. The goal here is to get a second date. That's why we titled it Second Date Update. We That's didn't title right. it Growth Experience. That's right. But you never lose. You either win or you learn. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rename second date update <laughs> win or learn. Win or learn. That's right. It's win or learn. Tim has a look of disgust on his <laughs> face. Good. I don't think so. There's something I there. I got lots of them. Lots of them. <laughs> That's Tim's play caning. Yeah, there, there's something uh-huh. there. Yeah. All right, Matthew, hang tight. Second date update continues. I'm sorry. Learn or win. Or win, win or, or learn. learn. Win or learn. <laughs> continues next. <laughs> Matthew's about had it with dating. He's very frustrated. It's not the first time he's been on a date where he just, he knew, well, I I think we've all been on dates where Mm -hmm. we felt like this isn't going to work. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of know, I, you know, if it's real obvious, it doesn't take long. Yeah. No chemistry here. And that's okay. Kind of sucks. feel like I wasted the night, but whatever. Had to see it through. But in this case, This was a two-hour date that went extremely well. They really connected. It was obvious that she was flirting with him. She was in no hurry to leave, even though she had plans for a party that night. They had already discussed this, so he knew going in that she had a limited amount of time. But she used every bit of it with him and seemed happy to hang out for those couple of hours before she had to jet off to the party. And then that was the last time he had ever heard from her again. She did seem agreeable or open to them seeing each other again and communicating further, but there's been no response at all. And it bugs Matthew because he really thought there might be something there with this one. So it's worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. Unless there's anything else, Matthew, that you think is important or pertinent, relevant? No, I mean, not that I can think of. I think I told you the story. And well told. So let's call her up and see what's up. Hi, is this Amanda? Uh, yeah, who's this? It's Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim at Q102. How are you? Or it was Fritch. She stepped out. I don't know where she is. Um, Jeff and Jen Radio? This is... Yes. Yeah, good morning, good morning. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm okay. I hope this isn't about Matthew. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is about Matthew. I had to look down at my notes. It is about Matthew. <laughs> oh, God. Seriously, you guys? Really? You sound annoyed. Well, you have to understand. He's, I mean, 
I can't even believe he called a radio. No, you know what? I can believe somebody like Matthew would call a radio station. He's completely clueless. Somebody like Matthew. Okay. He's clueless. You want to know what Matthew said? He said he knew you had a party later, but he said the two hours that you spent with it, it was two hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, about a couple of hours. Yeah, I had something already lined up. And right. so, you know, I wanted to meet him. I didn't want to blow him off. I thought it would be fun. But anyway. Right, but why would you spend two hours with someone that you're miserable with? Well, I can tell you because this is a very, very simple explanation. I didn't call him back because it's something he said to me. It's that plain and simple. Was this something he said, like, really late into the date? I mean, was this, like, near yes. the end? Okay. So everything was going okay, and then yeah. he said this thing, and that okay. killed it for you. Got it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was chemistry, like, okay, I'm vibing, you know, it's all cool. But then, like, I'm there, I'm being open and honest and vulnerable. Mm. And, you know, I really want to let him see me for who I am. Yeah. And I'm telling him about the things that I love. You know, because I heard all about what he's into, and he told me about himself. So I was like, you know, I love my family. I love my cats. And, you know, I have a couple of best friends. And then I told him how much I love to read and write poetry. Mm. I love it. It's like who I am. And that every Sunday I write a poem about whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And it's so meaningful. It's so therapeutic. It's so beautiful. Mm. Um, and it's a weekly practice that you do. Impact. I mean, it's not like you, you're yeah. keeping a daily journal just, you know, scribbling yeah. down what's going on in your world and what you're thinking and feeling. Once a week, you sit down and it's like a practice for Jen, you. It's not just a practice. It's a meaningful practice for me. I'm going to publish my work someday. Oh. And I'm telling him all of this. And after I'm done, he just looks at me and shakes his head. It just says, you know... I hate poetry. What? <laughs> so oh, no. I'm like, okay, fine. If you don't, poetry is not your thing, but like just to go and like, you basically just shat on my like, <laughs> my sole purpose and meaning in life. And I'm just stunned that he didn't think it would be a deal breaker. I'm like, what a bag. Yeah. <laughs> Roses are red. Violets are blue. Mm. You're a dude. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Right. <laughs> poo, poo, poo. Yeah. On you. She ain't calling you. Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> oh, darn it, Matthew. Matthew, honey. did you not consider this might have a little <laughs> something to do with it? No, I did not. I mean, we were talking about a lot of stuff that we were into. It's like she has this one hobby I think is dumb. <laughs> It's not like, I mean, why is that a deal breaker? I'm sure. Oh, my that, God. I'm sure that, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's things well, that I'm into I- that you would think are dumb. <laughs> I mean, if, I, I have a way of communicating where it doesn't like on your. I just think it's okay I mean, if like couples have their own thing. I don't know why that's a problem. Oh, so you're kind of like seeing it like how, you know, married couples, he goes and plays golf on Sunday mornings while she goes to book club with her friends. Yeah. And so you're kind of looking at it like that. Like she like, wouldn't want to do it if it makes you happy, but I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want any part yeah, of it. It's not know, my thing. But yeah. I'm not going to. I don't want to be with somebody that just says, I f-ing hate it. I mean, <laughs> it's something I love to do and you f-ing hate it. It's like, I want to be with somebody who will get it. I want support, not some like nasty d-y attitude. So bye. It's not a match. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you want somebody that you can share it with and talk about it and 
let him read it and get his thoughts on it. And, and even if he doesn't like it, he yeah. can say something like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, just lie. She might, she might be looking for a little bit more than that's really I don't cool. know. It's a start. Well, it yeah, is something. Not, I don't want a liar, but, like, I just want somebody that will be like, you know, I can appreciate that. It's not my thing, but, you know, <laughs> tell me a little bit about more about that because I'm an, evol- I'm an evolved human being, and I want to maybe learn a little bit more about you through this. Oh, my God, baby, that is beautiful. <laughs> That is so good. Yeah. But it's just like with the bro attitude, get lost. Right. Okay. My uh, a high school classmate of mine went on Facebook and said someone had challenged her to write a piece of poetry, I guess, every week. And so she started doing that. Uh-huh. And she's really good. Yeah. Like, I never, that's a whole side of her I've never seen you before. Didn't know she's, existed. Ah, yeah. That's really cool. good. That's cool. Um, well, I'm sorry. There's clearly no second date yeah. here. There's no. no hope for this. Correct. But Matthew, no. if that sheds some light, I you know you didn't win, but I sure hope <laughs> you learned something. Uh, yeah, I guess. Sorry, it's just not what I'm into. Good luck finding a guy who likes poetry. Okay, well, good luck finding a girl that likes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And well, thank you, Amanda, for taking the call. And yeah. Matthew, good luck out there. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, all right, hey, take care. Well, he sounds all annoyed. He hasn't learned a thing. <laughs> <Not> a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We can do a second date update for you. Shoot us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. And uh, speaking of poetry, it looks like one of Drake's two new projects is a book of poetry, his first book of poetry. I mean, he does a lot of lyrics and rhymes and things like that. He's got to be good at writing, don't you think? That makes sense. Yeah, two new projects. One is a new album. The other is his first book of poetry. The book is called Titles Ruin Everything, (laughs) A Stream of Consciousness by Kenza Samir and Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Graham is Drake's real name. Kenza Samir has written several tracks for Drake, including HYFR. Drake says, I don't know if I've ever wanted people to buy or support something more in my life. That's pretty cool. There's even a website called titlesruineverything.com. And it is just a plain white screen with simple black text that reads, quote, I made an album to go with the book. They say they miss the old Drake. Girl, don't tempt me. (laughs) (laughs) For all the dogs. So you can pre-order the book right now, and it'll ship on July 14th. I, I don't have any uh, I don't have any album info yet, so mm, I wonder when that's gonna drop. Hope you're there. Coming up, your shot at one thousand dollars. The one K letter of the day is coming up next. Okay. I can't. I just. I just. I tried. You, you would love this episode. Okay. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, full disclosure. We're having an off-air conversation, and the damn song ran out. Okay, let's play 1K letter of the day, and then let's talk about it. And then we'll get into the other thing. All right, all right. Thank (laughs) you. Hi, April. Good morning. Good morning. What What are your top three favorite TV shows right now? Right now? You're watching. 
I really watch more reality TV. You do the reality shows. Got it. Like Real Housewives or you Vanderpump Rules? Uh, more like these dating shows that make no sense. Well, Bachelorette <laughs> starts tonight. At, no, I think it's the 30th season or something. Oh, I'm over that, that one. Oh, I'm yeah, over that one. You're done with that. So did you watch the ultimatum? I did, and I, I really got hooked on Love is Blind. Same. Right. When's that coming back? Well, I think they shot two. So the last time that they did a recording, they shot two episodes, and they just aired the one that was in Austin, I believe. Oh. So I think the next place they're supposed to be going is Seattle. Oh, they do it in a different city. They do it in different yeah. cities. Got well, because they put them together, you know. Oh. But at the end of it, they might have to live together. All right. Well, it's kind of hard to watch TV in the summer, though, because you want to be outside. So, yes, yeah, I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, so, it was so funny because last night we're like, this, of course, you know, we got a thousand platforms and channels and nothing's on. Yep. So we settle on a movie starring Anna Kendrick. I can't remember the name of it. And the credits are barely over. And she's like, hey, storm's coming. You want to sit out on the porch? Sure. Outside. Yeah. Yep. We probably sat out there for two and a half hours waiting for nothing. Yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Kind of went above, like, north and south. Yeah. But anyway, my point is that nothing see- nothing feels like must-see television, though. Mm-mm. Except no, this- not really. Well, except this one episode that I'll tell Fritch about here in a minute. But let's try to win you $1,000, shall we? Sounds great. I have an envelope in my hand. I'm going to open it up. It's going to reveal a letter of the alphabet. If you can answer 10 questions that begin with that letter, you will win $1,000. Now, there are a couple of keys to winning. Uh, one is to pass as quickly as possible. In other words, if you can't think of it right off the top of your head, just go ahead and shout out pass. We'll go to the next one and we'll come back to it. But you'll answer more questions that way. And, okay. of course, you can't use the same answer more than once. There's that, too. So let's open up the envelope, see what you got. And you have the letter T, as Ooh. in television. Taylor there you go. Swift. Taylor Swift. How fitting is this? Oh, are you telling me that this is going to be Taylor Swift themed or? I don't know. I didn't make up the questions. Tim is doing the questions today because Jen is out. So do you have something Taylor Swift-ish on there? Uh, Possibly. Something lavender. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Close. (laughs) All right. I'm ready if you're ready. All right. We got 30 seconds on the clock, and I will not start the timer until Tim is finished asking the first question. All right, April. Okay. Here we go. Something you would take to Frisch's birthday party. Tacos. Something blue. Toyota. Something pill or a pill. Um, Tylenol. Something in a box. Box. Toy. Something round. Round um, tape. A cereal. Um, pass. A car. Um, uh, tundra. Something with wings. Wings. Turkey. A snack. Um, oh. Tackies. <laughs> I like oh, those. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. I counted seven. Tricks for a cereal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I was, yeah. like, Tricks. screaming. Silly just, rabbit. I know. <laughs> Something round, you could have said the T form of boob. We could have believed. You said oh, tape, would, though, right? She said tape. I thought yeah. of a top. Oh. A spinning top. Spinning oh, yeah. Top. Yep, Something that would have been good. Yeah. Uh, the last thing was a party theme, uh, which I thought oh, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. That would have yeah, been great. That would have been good. Yeah. I missed number nine. What was number nine? A snack. 
Oh. The keto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Toblerone. (laughs) Twix. At Twix Bar. Yeah, Twix. Not bad. Yeah, that was a good run. Seven. Pretty good, pretty good. That was better than last time, so I'll take it. All right. And next time, might even win the money. Who knows? There you go. All right, well, have a great rest of your day. You as well. Thank you. Take care. See you. Bye. So we were talking uh, about a week and a half ago, maybe, about the TV show Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. And if you've never seen Black Mirror, I think of it as sort of like a darker kind of twilight zone. That's how they describe it, because I looked it up and that's how they, they were like, it's like a modern twilight zone. Is yeah, each well, episode its own self-contained yes, thing? It is. Okay. And they're anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half long. And they usually take place in the not-too-distant future. So it's a play on how technology in our life has sort of evolved and the writer's vision of, of kind of what it's turned into. And, you know, a lot of it is lately has been sort of self-fulfilling prophecies. But there was one episode that Salma Hayek is in. So that's so. This full disclosure on this. I had to have. I took. I had my gallbladder taken out last week. What? That's, that's why I was away from the show. So I was oh, I laying around watching a lot of television, and Netflix is kind of like my go-to streaming service. So I pulled up Black Mirror because it was trending. The L, the episode with Selma Hayek is trending. It's in like the top ten of all the shows that are on Netflix. Period. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, there's only six seasons. I could probably do a bender of watching Black Mirror, kind of getting caught up or figuring out what I need to do. And I watched the first episode. and it's The first episode of the series. Of the series. So and episode one. Series one. Series one. Okay. And it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Okay, well, I told you it's not for everybody. No, they have like the, like the prime minister of some country has to have an, sex with a farm animal on TV. <laughs> I'm like, what is this show that Jeff is trying to get me into? That didn't hook you? No. I could not. I was like, I I literally had to. Different strokes, I I guess. (laughs) I literally had to fast forward through like the last three minutes A lot of of squealing. Yes. And he does You know, pigs have a 30-minute orgasm. Oh, God. No. And I was like, what is this progress? I was done. So I didn't even watch the Selma Hayek episode. Is it as is it dark and horrible like that? Well, this is why I brought it up. We were talking about Selma Hayek, who was being interviewed about her appearance on Black Mirror in this episode. And she talked about how she really felt that it was a challenge as an actress for for her to play herself which oh, she, she was herself in Yes. It. Okay. And it required her to go places that she's never gone before as an actress and what a challenge that was. And because some of those episodes are incredibly dark and, and some can be disturbing, the, the, the idea is to provoke thought and sometimes ask yourself some uncomfortable questions yes, like, about could yourself. I do this if I had to save right, the world right. or whatever. And and so that's why the critics love the show so much. But I will tell you that some episodes 
are nowhere near that disturbing and are are very entertaining and very good and very well done. And the one she's in, is that one? I'm telling you, you will love. Okay, I'll watch. For I'll, a couple of reasons. Okay, I'll try to watch it today, but tell me why I'm going to love it. You, well, there's, uh, I, I don't want to give away, but the actress who's in it, besides Salma Hayek, you will love her. Okay. And the, the whole sale. concept of, no, it's, it's not I'm her, kidding. but the whole concept of, of the storyline is something that I think you would think is really cool and relate to. All right. I'll try to watch it today yeah. or to maybe tomorrow, just depending on time. But yeah. I did watch a lot of TV. I watched a lot of really great and really horrible television while I was kind of rehabbing. But I did watch the movie, A Man Named Otto with Tom Hanks. And yeah. it's I loved it. I thought yeah, it was it's adorable. so great. I saw the original Swedish version years oh, ago. You did, yeah. and, and it was equally adorable. But some people kind of pan the movie saying it wasn't as good or something. I I got all the feels after watching it. Well, I that's was, important. Like, it was that's really good. great. Good. I also watched The Mule with um, oh, yeah. Clint Eastwood. And? Oh, that was fantastic, wasn't it? Snooze up, Palooza. I was like, okay. I was doing my Kroger click list order while. Oh my god! While wrapping it up, I it thought was that movie. was so tense. It was a good movie, yeah, but it also was and like plus the fact that he's like a hundred yes. years old and he not only started it, he directed it. And he like, and I was like questioning, like, how does he remember all of these lines? Because yeah, because that's a lot guy. of words. It was a lot of words for him to remember at ninety years old. <laughs> That's how he stays sharp. Yep, and I finished Firefly Lane. You'll be had. Oh, happy good to, to know. know. Good to know. A couple hours, you won't get back. <laughs> and I finished. Were you ne- happy with the ending? Oh yeah, I knew what was going to happen there. And then I also finished Never Have I Ever, which is another fun show, like Teeny Bopperish show. Oh, but it was cute, and that has now had its series finale. You know so those what? I are all the good shows you want. I was. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's all right. No, that, I mean, I was. Was there say, anything else? That's yeah. What worth- was the bad stuff? Oh, uh, I tried to watch um, the a child named Maya. Mm-hmm. on Netflix, which is a documentary that's also trending. And I had to stop that one, too, because it's just like this person harming their kid. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not watching anything that I have to watch like that. Yeah. Well, speaking time. of that, I watched Shiny Happy People, the four-part investigation into the Duggar family. Oh, God. Oh. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I also watched man, Killer... I cannot go down those rabbit holes, man. Oh, man. And I also watched Killer Sally, who was about a... a uh, <laughs> It's not funny. Killer Sally? It's called Killer Sally. And it's about, she was a woman bodybuilder who killed her bodybuilder husband. Oh, my gosh. Yes. The right rage. Back in California in 19 It's like a documentary it then? a or? documentary, wow. and they talk all about it, and I watched that, too. Wow. You know. Okay. I've all caught up on Grey's Anatomy. I've watched several. <laughs> you know, when you're just laying there rehabbing from a surgery, you got a lot of time on your hands when you're not napping. Yeah, I guess so. so. I, watched, I watched some TV. All right. Well, like I said, we started to watch that Anna Kendrick movie that I can't remember the title of, and we didn't make it past like the first five minutes because we went out to watch the storm that never came. Yeah. That was fun, though. It was nice being outside and just like all weekend long, they kept anticipating you to have this severe thing. And, you know, we had people over for our Father's Day slash my birthday celebration, and we had food, and we were all like telling everybody, like, look, you got to get out by 4 o'clock or 4.30 or you got to stay till 7. I was like, where are these yep. storms? I put the news on and Curtis Filler was like, well, we got severe weather. There's three meteorologists here tonight. Yeah. I was like, man, they really got all hands on deck and then nothing and happened. And then nothing happened. That's why. I know. Not their fault. 
better to just be just trying to keep us safe, right? That's right. Yeah. That's oh, right. For sure. Alice Darling. Alice Darling. What that, was, that was the that name was of the, the Anna Kendrick movie. movie. Yeah, because we because we watch the trailer. We always watch the trailer before we commit to the movie. And she was like, I don't know. I think she's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. You want to watch it? Okay. We start it. <laughs> Five minutes. She's like, hey, this storm looks like it's getting close. So we go, like, all right, let's go. Because we have this porch that's covered. Mm-hmm. And it was just a nice night. You know, it had gone like from really humid, warm and oh, humid yes. to really nice and cool. So pleasant. And so we just, you know, poured a little glass of wine. We're sitting out there. Just watching this thing break up as it gets closer, just fall apart. Yeah. And so you just sipped your rosé. Yeah. And then at that point, it's like, yeah, it's too late to start it now. Yeah. yeah. Let's just stop. Let's just drink ourselves to sleep. (laughs) Per usual. (laughs) Back to the routine, Kristen. I know. So I still I still got it. So how long is it good for? Is it like 48 hours or something? You have to pay for it, right? Is that the Amazon one that you pay for? Uh, It was on... I think it, it was is on 48. iTunes. Oh, so I think it is forty. And it was like five ninety nine a rent. So, so you better get home and watch that today. I think they give you forty eight hours or something. <laughs> I've already spent the money. It's too late now. Denise Johnson is standing by here with your latest Q one hundred two traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q one hundred two Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.